Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode number 144, 144 of Wings, Beers, and Tears. We are your DMV Sports Podcast, coming to you live from Montgomery County, Maryland, as we always do. I am Todd, joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Jerry. What's up, man? I believe it is you are joined with me, but no, I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, dude. That I'm sounded good. funnier in my head before I said it. <laughs> Uh, you are fresh back from a little uh, a little hiatus down south. Um, I was freezing my balls off last weekend. We were in the freezing, mountains. We were freezing our balls off in North Carolina. I'm sure it was cold, but uh, I got to tell you, last week in Bryce, they set some records for cold. Um, it was the feels like temp. I think was eight at one point on Friday, and Friday night got into actual like one to two degrees was the real temp and the feels like was negative something. Yeah. Uh, it was not a whole lot of fun. No, um, no. I mean, but, it was it was freezing down in North Carolina when we were down there too. But today I walked into the podcast wearing shorts and a t-shirt and that's the fucking DMV, baby. That's where we are. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. All right. So it is winter time. Depending on the day of the week, it may or may not feel like it. <laughs> um uh, and the NFL, man, let, let, let's get it started off with the NFL. Uh, we, will, we will talk commander's coaching search here in just a little bit. Uh, but last weekend saw a really, really awesome competitive slate of NFL playoff games. Every single game came down to the wire except for the Baltimore game. Um, but all were competitive, I would argue. Um, I think that Houston gave Baltimore all they could handle for about two and a half to three quarters. Uh, and Baltimore was just better. Um, but the other three games did not disappoint all super exciting. And we have a really good final four in the NFL. Um, and we're going to break it all down, talk about it and, uh, and then get to the commanders. Um, so, so last week, were you actually watching the Baltimore game when you texted me or were you just following it on your phone? No, I was watching it. We went to a Ravens bar in North Myrtle. Okay. Um, it's it's a bar that was originally owned by a Ravens vice president of something, something, something. That's pretty cool. So when you walk into the bar, um, it's all Raven stuff, and you have, like, you know, Ed Reed's jersey signed and Ray Lewis's jersey signed. I, I like those bars where yeah. it's out of state, but it's supporting whatever, you know, like you go to a, a, a Mountaineer, West Virginia Mountaineers bar somewhere in like Ohio or whatever. It's, it's, it's cool when it's out of state. Like it was that. a small bar. It probably held 50 to 75 people. Okay. Um, I would say out of 75 people, 71 uh, were Ravens fans and okay. four were Green Bay fans. Just at a random, you know, they okay. just came and took a table. Well, and I, mean, I said, and I told, and I told you, I, you see these random Green Bay people everywhere. You'll see a Green Bay jersey, a Packers jersey, at a Caps Hurricanes. Absolutely, no. fucking weird, man, dude. You see Green Bay jerseys in like Europe. Yeah, like I mean, they're just one of those beloved universal franchises. Um, so, um, so we watched it there. Watched the whole fucking game. Um, Holly said, "When uh, how many Diet Cokes did you have throughout the?" Diet Cokes, uh, maybe three. Okay. But I, we were getting hammered. All right, so yeah. you were feeling good. <laughs> well, let, let, me, let me just say this. We were supposed to stay that night because we were leaving the next morning really early in Myrtle Beach. We drove into Myrtle Beach, and I drove into the hotel, and it looked like a bunch of fucking zombies walking around. Shit. Myrtle Beach is a shithole. Are you talking zombies like heroin addicts? Zombies? Yes. Okay, got it. I mean, there were. I just figured was, full disclosure. Fuck it. You there know. were shady dudes. Damn. Walking around. I mean, we pulled into the. I mean, Did this you is stay like, at like a Holiday Inn Express. It like, was like it was it was like the sandbar. Okay. But it was like right in the middle of Myrtle Beach proper, and we pulled in, and I looked around, and you know 
we were listening to a podcast of some sort. We were driving. Probably so, ours. No, no, not no. ours. I hate listening to my voice. Um, and you know, you ever get the bad vibe when you're just driving somewhere? You're like, hundred oh. percent. Like I'm seeing like. As Dave Chappelle would say, gun store, gun store, liquor store, gun store, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was driving, and it was just a bunch of sketchy areas. And I was like, this is not the Myrtle Beach I remember. Right. Right? Um, and it didn't get any better as we got into the high-rises, uh, high-rise hotels, and we pulled in, and it was awful. I mean, Damn. I just got a real bad vibe, and I said, you know what? I said, how much did we pay to stay here? And she's like, you know, 9500 bucks. I was like, I'm eating it. Yeah, you know, because yeah. we had to Good take move. we had to take the um, the only reason we stayed there is because it was close to the airport. Okay, but um, we had to take an Uber to this bar in North Myrtle anyway, mm-hmm. which I didn't know was like twenty miles away. North right. Myrtle's not. A, I just assumed Probably it cost you twenty five bucks down there. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, we went to the Ravens Bar. We stayed. We got a hotel in North Myrtle. Uh, it's a, it was a ghost town, mm-hmm. but um, but still, it was a, I felt. It was a nicer area. Okay, good. Um, and we enjoyed the fucking game. But I told you that story to tell you this story. Um, <laughs> halfway through, Holly, uh, when Steven Sims took that punt return back, she's like, I'm out of here. I'm leaving. She was No way. Yeah, she was so pissed. And I was so, like, so did that, uh, was that the catalyst for your text to me? What was my text? I couldn't remember. Um, I'll pull it up in a second to get get it verbatim. But you basically just said, "Here, uh, a ra- another Ravens collapse in the playoffs. Here we go." Yeah, because um, Lamar looked like shit in the first half. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand what what he was doing in that he gets the ball, he holds the ball, he doesn't run, he wants to throw, but apparently none of the receivers were getting any separation. Okay, um, and you know, I mean. Odell Beckham is is essentially just worthless. Oh, he's old, man. Yeah. I mean, he's old and slow. Um, and they and I was getting frustrated because you know they were in control, but it felt like you know like like Houston couldn't do anything on defense. But eventually, I thought, well, if they start getting their shit together at halftime on on offense, they're going to do something, you know. And they got that fluky punt return touchdown, yep. and it's fucking tied in halftime. And I got to be honest with you, I was worried. Mm-hmm. Well, clearly, I mean, yeah, because I mean, I'm watching the game, and so we were we were bar hopping a little bit down at Bryce, which is a cool thing. Now they actually have multiple bars down there. There you go, you're bar hopping from one to the other, then back to the other, pretty much, yeah. Um, But uh, you know, watching a bit of the game, and 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 I saw, you know, I saw it get to ten ten, and I was like, all right, you know, or whatever. And then we're going to another bar. The game was on, but we were we were talking to friends. I really wasn't paying that much attention, and I saw your text, and I'm like, oh fuck, I didn't say anything. I'm like, all right. And I look up, and it's seventeen ten. And, so, and I was like, "All right, am I watching this on delay? Like, what the right. fuck happened?" But I guess it was just the ten to ten at halftime. It was the, it was a halftime, okay, ten, right? And 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 like I said, um, when the Ravens got the ball out of halftime, Lamar really there was a conscious effort. It looked like that he was going to run, mm-hmm. right? And so they took the ball, or th- they got the ball, and they drove all the way down. He had a couple good runs, and he scored, I think, on a running touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. Yep. But certainly, he that you know, so they scored, then they stopped them, and then they were driving again, and everybody was just like breathing at that point because you know that they had made adjustments, um, and and that on offense, and you know they were in control the second half. They, I mean. They, it was it was really good coaching, and I'll tell you this: that motherfucker Mike McDonald can coach his ass off. He can like 
I mean, I, I, and we'll talk commanders here in a little bit in their coaching he's search. He's gone against all the big wigs. Ben Johnson. I know. Slowick twice. I know. Uh, San Francisco, right? Jerry, I would not be. I would Miami. not be upset if he had multiple interviews with and the commanders. And he dominated man. him, but he's not even getting any play. Like, I don't even see his name being thrown out there. I see Anthony Weaver's name from the Ravens being thrown out more than him. Which is now, ridiculous. Well, but. Here's, here's the thing, and we'll talk about it. Some of these interviews are not for the head coach. Some of these interviews are for the defensive coordinator, uh, if it's going to be Ben Johnson. 100%. Right? I was, and I thought Dan Quinn was going to, I thought they were going to like overpay him to be the defensive coordinator. But I just read before we started, he's getting a third interview. That's a little strange. <clears throat> super weird, super weird. But no, Mike McDonald can absolutely coach. That dude, I mean, and it, you why know what's funny yeah. at the beginning of the season? Remember when you were like, we were, we were breaking down the Ravens and we were, we were giving our, our I was uh, like, who expectations. The fuck is this guy? And you were like, dude, he looks like he's in high school. He, he does look like he's in high school. You're like, oh, this is great. This is yeah. great. And as the season's gone on, man, oh, man, he is impressive, isn't he? But here's what we don't know ever, right? We don't know who he, we don't know what he's like. No. And, and all these coordinators and stuff, you don't know what they're like. That you have no idea what they're going to be like as a head coach. Right. There's so many more dynamics. Well, we than, don't we don't know their personality, and even the nope. reporters that cover them don't know their personality because they see them. Like they may talk to him at the facility and see him in a press conference, but they don't hang out with him. They no. don't see what it's like in the locker room. And, and and coordinators for all the the media shit that they have to do, it's pales in comparison to what the head coach's responsibilities are. It's just you know, you know, the head coach has to take ten interviews for every two that the coordinators right. have to do. I laugh. I, I laugh a lot of it because I would I would bet you dollars to donuts that Ben Johnson could be a defensive coordinator in the NFL. Because in order to call plays and scheme against a defense, you have to understand defense. Mm-hmm. I got you. <laughs> right? And you have to say right. what plays will work against this specific personnel grouping, what will work against this front, what will work against you know, X. So you sure. have to be you have to know what how a defense is run. Mm-hmm. Right? So where we coach in high school. I'm 100% confident our defensive coordinator could step in on game day and call the offense. Mm-hmm. Sure. And he would because do a good job because he could see how the alignments are. Absolutely. All right, so if, you know, four-man front. Um, what Ben John, or what the McDonald does that's impressive is because the, D, the, the best pass rusher they have is Jadavion Clowney, who nobody wanted. No. Like he doesn't, and he doesn't actually get home that no, often. No, but know. they scheme so well. They, they do. They, they do. Sh- they show. Uh, they show like different looks, and they they crowd the line, but only four rush. I mean, I was. Uh, you, know who, you know who I think has had quite a renaissance under this McDonald defense is Patrick Queen. Yeah, you know because at the beginning of the year, I know you were a little bit sour on him, it, just in terms of his prime is behind him. Right. He, he is what he is. Whatever. He's a really impactful linebacker still in the NFL, and that is scheme, in my opinion. You know, he's obviously motivated. They're doing something to get him, you know, to you know, to get him uh, excited about what they're doing. But but he's playing great. Hamilton is a fucking he's monster. a fucking monster, isn't dude. He? You remember when they drafted him? And I was like, how the fuck did they get him? I know. I remember that draft, and you were like, dude, they just got a gem at like. 17 yeah. 18 or whatever <laughs> wasn't that the same draft that the washington took uh jamin davis or Pro- probably i don't even <laughs> want to look at it but yeah probably god damn so so anyway so baltimore's clicking right now um they look good they're at home and look getting home field only matters if you get to the title game right. for your conference well they're in it well so let's go to the other half of that bracket so to close out this past weekend was an instant classic between Buffalo and Kansas City. 
Um, I figured Buffalo was just going to run them right out. I was like, I think Casey's done. They, they look they look old and slow. They've had their runs to the Super Bowl. This right. just isn't their year. Kansas City looked really good, man. Well, <sighs> Buffalo. I, I don't think Buffalo choked real quick. No, no, I don't no, no they don't. They no, they, they didn't play bad. No. Right? Josh Allen didn't play bad. Well, they're a gust of wind away from that thing going into overtime. Right. I mean, <laughs> wide right. I mean, Scott Norwood. <laughs> Poor bastards. Um, apparently, that, that kicker. Uh, right Tyler out, Bass, right? Yeah, he uh, just deleted all of his social media. Dude, and just, just like, God. Look, man, I love Bill's Nation. I love all the, the you know, jumping well, through That's the anybody. I mean, that's oh. what we did. That's what we did to Pat McAfee when sure. he missed those kicks against Pitt. Sure. There wasn't social media, but he was getting fucking because you got a bunch of assholes you exactly know? you know so uh, anybody out there that's ragging on tyler bass go fuck yourself yeah. go back to your shitty job piece of shit but it's just pat mahomes man i mean if they find ways he's got ice in his veins dude I motherfucker's mean, he, he, so unorthodox he too. makes he'll he'll suck for some series and then he'll make the plays when he has to and kelsey will Find a way to make a play, and the defense will play well enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so, first of all, Kansas City is back at it again. Um, my personal preference is I'd like to see some new blood. I'd like to see Lamar have a chance to go to the yeah. show and see what he can do. Um, they're a hometown team. I'm pulling 100% for Baltimore. But I got to tell you, man, I'm really hoping the the Mahomes versus Jackson, the, the Chiefs versus the Ravens lives up to the hype. Yeah, Both teams are so well coached. I mean, they it might not. Well. Yeah, I mean, and I, they might not. It I don't know what the. I, I don't. I don't. I mean, obviously, um, you know, Andy Reid's a guru, uh, is a Hall of Famer, right? Tremendous. Um, well, when Doug Big Doug was here with us on the pod, and he was just singing Andy Reid's praises, right. he's like, "Dude, I love playing for that guy." I mean, that, so you know, so they're going. And I don't know if the schemes that were successful, you know, the the all the. You know, bringing them to the line and only you don't even know where they're coming from and, right. and all that uh, show stuff, mm-hmm. the fake shows. I don't know if that's going to work against Mahomes like it worked against the rookie. Right. But, um, you know, it is going to be a battle. It's it, To me, it's going to come down to Lamar. Uh, and the good thing, that hopefully, knock on wood, maybe Mark Andrews comes back and he has likely and Andrews. So I was just going to ask you, what is the, the likelihood of Andrews playing? Well, I mean, is he, he better than fifty fifty this week? Who knows? They're they're going to want to keep it a secret. He did, um, you know, he practiced all last week, and he was sort of trending towards uh, playing, and then they said no, um, and basically they just basically said that was part of the plan. Um, last report that I heard, um, and they were practicing. He and Marlon Humphrey are practicing, and they are expected to play, but. That's exactly what they said last week, too. So right. I don't know. Um, well, obviously, that's a big boost for the Baltimore offense. Um, I think this game, honestly, is going to be lower scoring than people think. And I think it's going to come down to which defense makes the more impactful plays. Both defenses are very good. Yeah. Casey's defense was was a beast this year. They carried the team this year. In the past, we think of Kansas City as you know putting up 35 points and Tyreek Hill running around. That's not this iteration of Casey. They're, they're much more defensively sound. I think this game's going to be a, a, a knockdown, drag it out, which field goal kicker is on, and both field goal kickers are lights-out dudes. Right. Because um, it's Butker and, and obviously Tucker. I mean, those guys just don't miss. Um, I, I I think it's going to be a defensive battle. So the Ravens, an hour ago, waved outside linebacker Jeremiah Moon, which opens up a roster spot 
which they think presumably for is Mark Andrews. Andrews. Okay, so we'll see. I don't All right, know. Um, but it certainly that, makes it interesting. That would be that would be helpful. Let's let's pick it. Well, I'm, first of all, the million dollar question: Are you going? Uh no. Okay. Um, I saw your plea for tickets. Yeah, on and, Facebook. Uh, I said free wheels for. It's I so saw, weird. And I was so tempted to just put down there. Give away the free wheels. No one give him tickets. Please, no. <laughs> if you're a Ravens fan, please don't give Jerry. Don't tickets. Get, don't get a will by Jerry. First of all, and second of all, <laughs> yeah. No, get a will. It's very important. Oh yeah, we 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 told uh, Holly has a friend Tony, uh, and they bet he always bets against the Ravens. I think like a dollar every game because it's just and and they've done they've won every game since they've done this little charade. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And so. I texted, bets, I texted him. I'm saying, I'm sorry, man. We're going to the game. He's like, no. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you post that on Facebook, and it was it was obviously more of a joke than anything. Um, and I get 30 fucking responses from people I don't know saying, hey, Jerry, I'm selling tickets. And it's like, the fuck are you guys? Don't solicit me for this shit. I'm right. not paying you your. Did you not read my post? I said, free tickets. <laughs> I want the tickets, and I will do your will. I didn't say I was going to fucking buy your tickets. Right, right. <laughs> no, but I, it makes me feel really good that I'm rooting for the Ravens and that you're not going. Yeah, I'm not. We're not going. Now, if I get a deal on Saturday, <laughs> I'm going to apologize to Ravens Nation because my fat ass is going to be there. Because I know that decreases the likelihood that the Ravens will win, but it doesn't make it zero. And if it's, it's 10, how funny would that be? Well, you always have to have, because our fandom is very similar, I think. Yeah. Uh, we're realistic, but we're also passionate, and sometimes that gets the best of us. But I always think to myself, ah, we're probably going to lose. But, man, what if we win? The how last, good is it going to be? The last there? playoff game I attended was the Redskins game. That where, was the RG3 knee yeah, game. Yeah, when I, when I accused him of faking a <laughs> completely shredded knee, I was not all the way sober. Well... I don't know that you did yourself proud that game, but <laughs> that was not my finest hour as a human. <laughs> all right, so all right, so I think we've broken it down pretty good. This is how they got here. Look, I would have loved to have seen Josh Allen in Buffalo and Stefan Diggs have a little bit of homecoming for him and, and, and seen them play Baltimore, but I think it's basically going to be the same game for me. It's it's Baltimore's game to lose. I think they are the best team in the AFC. Yep. They are at home, um, and – Either the Chiefs or the Bills pose a ton of threats to them. Sure, of course they're great. They're both great, and, they're, they're and it's the both Chiefs. Good teams, and, yeah. You know, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a hell of a fucking game, man. I can't wait. I'm gonna say 28-24 Ravens. I'm gonna go 17-16 Ravens. I think Justin Tucker hits a last second field goal. Okay, I think they'll be higher scoring than that, but. Um, yeah, I just I, don't, I just got this gut feeling that it's going to be a bunch of like well, <clears throat> it's playoffs, man. Yep. They're, they're you know everybody tightens up. Yep, everything gets a little bit more conservative. Yep. You know, just like in basketball, right? You'll get the ninety point uh, ninety point uh, team, right? But then they get to the tournament and everything when things start getting right. sixty eight, sixty four yeah. is the final. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. All right, cool. All right, let's go over to the NFC now. Um, so both both games of the NFC were fantastic. Yeah, you know, very very competitive. I was cheering um, for Baker, man. I, I was too. I, I mean, I like the Lions story. Don't get me wrong. Sure, but Baker. I think the Lions. Are I've kind always been of, a fan of Baker. To me, the Lions seem to be the the darling of the NFL right now. Right now, yeah. Um, I saw a stat. Uh, hey, everybody fucking saw it. It went around. It was a meme. But in this century, the Lions went zero and sixteen, and now they've made an NFC Championship game before the Dallas Cowboys. That's <laughs> <You know? laughs> <So>, funny. <laughs> you know. Um, so I think that the uh, the average fan is probably pulling for the upstart lions, yeah. underdogs, 
Dan Campbell's a big dumb man, animal, um, but he's likable. Right. Um, he's done a really good job. Jared Goff seems to be kind of adult, but also very likable. Well, um, the Lions uh, can run. Okay, they can run the ball. They can. And Ben Johnson does a pretty good job of scheming runs from yeah. all different angles. I got to tell you real quick, they got a ton of weapons on that team. Oh, they're loaded. I mean, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't expect him to show up in Washington and and – Duplicate the success. No. There's, the talent's not even close. No. But um, his schemes, the way they run the ball, it's it, it, he's kind of old. He's a little bit old school. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think what it's a credit to just, you know, what Jared Goff can do and what he can't do. And you're not going to make him. You're not going to make him do things like Eric Bieniemy did. Bieniemy did with Sam Howell, make him throw the ball fucking 35, 40 times yep. a game. No, he's he's going to give you quality off of twenty six to twenty eight yeah. throws. Um, and their line's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and their quarterback's pretty good. And their running backs are good. And their tight end's really good. <laughs> um, so get another team that managed to get Jameer Gibbs and Sam Laporta. On rookie deals, and they're fucking killing it. And the goddamn Washington Commanders, yeah, they couldn't pick. They couldn't pick a winner out of you know out of a lineup. It's so unreal. Baker, you know, they, I think he he did the best he could do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Detroit was better. Um, the second game with, I, I mean, I fell asleep. So, but I know it was a, a barn burner. What's um, that? The San Fran Green yeah, Bay game it was, it was fantastic. Like, yeah, great, it, great football game. It seemed to me that San Fran was lucky to escape with a win. I thought San Fran for the first time this year. I thought they played with that, with that, uh, that that tightness that I did not expect. Kyle Shanahan is such a stickler for details. They're so organized. Right. Uh, it just seems like everybody's always on the same page. And in this game, it was almost like they were like, "Hey, we're organized. We're good. You know, we're fine." And they were looking around like, "All right, who's going to make the play? Who's going to make the play?" And Green Bay was just like, "Fuck it, we're playing with house money, and we're just going to play good football." And it caught San Fran off guard a little bit, right? Um, but Green Bay had a couple chances to create some separation in the score in that game, and they didn't do it. Yeah. And I think that that gave San Fran just enough like hope, like, all right, we're not at our best today, but we're going to grind out this win, and they did. So, looking at that matchup, Buffalo or um, uh, Detroit at San Fran. What gives me some pause, I mean, normally, obviously, most people would think San Fran's a better team, and they might be, is that San Fran cannot stop the run very well, and Detroit can run the ball. Hmm. Um, I am going to go San Fran 21, Detroit 20, just because I think they're going to have trouble stopping Detroit's run. So another another tight game. Another down tight game. But but I, does some, I, mean, I just can't, I can't bring myself – to think that I mean I think the situation is too big for Detroit generally. All right, I, I and you're playing at you know so I, I think completely it'll be agree with you. I, I've run this game through my head a bunch of times. I don't think there's any way in hell San Fran doesn't win at home. That's that, that's what I'm battling against right. when I say Detroit can run the ball. However, I'm going to take a flyer on this one and I'm just going to throw throw one out, out on the dark. I'm going to go. Uh, Detroit 31, San Fran 21. It would not surprise me to see Detroit win this game because I do think they have, they're going to be tough to stop. And I think they're going to be able to control the clock. And, you know, if you, I think if you can make Brock Purdy feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason he went in the seventh round. There is. And here's another one. We just talked about Mark Andrews and how important he could be in terms of an infusion of of energy for Baltimore. Is Debo Samuel going to play? Is Debo Samuel going to play? That's because if he doesn't play, yeah. 
I mean, McCaffrey is just fucking all world. Yeah. Just yeah. amazing. Brandon Ayuk, elite. Elite. Right. Love the guy. But you got to have that other weapon. I get it. They have George Kittle. He's perfectly fine. He's, right. he's good. Um, Debo Samuel's a game changer. Because and, other than Washington and Jack Del Rio, <laughs> most NFL defensive coordinators can stop your main threat. So you right. got to find a secondary threat mm-hmm. with which to win right. and have success, right, to loosen things up. Apparently in Washington, you just come in with your game plan and nobody's... Yeah, you look around and go, shit, they got four people that can beat us. Nobody, we'll just let all four of them go. No, nobody's stopping A.J. Brown even though he's the number one threat, right? So, right. Um, but so you got to think that they're going to be able to take McCaffrey, limit him, mm-hmm. um, limit him, and somebody else is going to step up. We'll see. We'll see. All right. I'm looking forward to it. I think yeah. uh, it's funny. Um, when we did this pod a few weeks back, it was before the um, before we did the uh, the wild card round. I had mentioned that I love NFL wild card weekend because that's usually the most competitive with the biggest upsets, et cetera. Right. I thought that was kind of a dud, and I thought last weekend was the fucking weekend, man. I mean, I just think it was uh, all, the playoffs in general are fucking been awesome. They're, other been than peak, other than being on Peacock, that's the only complaint I'd have. What an absolute. Uh yeah, what what a complete disaster. Yeah, I hope uh, they, I hope uh, they never do that again. What the but hell? they probably will. Well, here's the deal. Having it as an alternative viewership other than the network NBC is perfectly fine. Right. But you got to put it on network television. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is yeah. this is a joke. Um all right. So so that that's our NFL league recap and then hey man, locally Adam Peters, you know, is here. He is uh laying low right now. They're doing a lot of interviews. They're doing a lot of stuff, which is which is great. Um, anybody out there that's freaking out that they don't have their coach, I, you, you alluded to it earlier. I'm pretty sure we know who it's going to be, yeah. and it's going to be Ben Johnson from Detroit. So here's here's what you can here's the circumstantial evidence, right? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, they don't have their coach because their coach is still coaching. That's the most logical inference. Now, like I said, Dan Dan. Day Quinn mm-hmm. got his third interview today, according to social media, or is going to be scheduled for one. Um, I'm not entirely sure that is for the head coaching job specifically, right? But you'd have to believe because he's the DC in fucking Dallas. Well, who would want to leave that job, right? I, maybe they're going to say, "Look, we'll fucking pay you 25 percent more than what you get," right? Um, uh, but who knows? I'm speculating. Boomer Siason, who's connected, right, came out and said it's going to be Ben Johnson. Everybody thinks it's going to be Ben Johnson. The reason they haven't selected a quarter uh, a head coach is probably because Ben Johnson's still coaching. Um, but here, and there's not a lot of spots left, right? I mean, no, because it, it, the Chargers, literally as we are recording this podcast, it just got announced that Raheem Morris is going to be the new coach in Atlanta. Right. The Chargers just hired Jim Harbaugh. The Panthers hired was it Carnalis or whatever? Canalis, yeah. Canalis. Um, Another young guy, yeah. Um, so and so you're down to Seattle and Washington, yeah. basically. So if Ben, so here here's here's the coaching, uh, here's the carousel up to date. Chargers get Jim Harbaugh, Falcons get Raheem Morris, Panthers get Dave Canales, Patriots get Jared Mayo, Raiders get Antonio Pierce, Titans get Brian Callahan. The two remaining jobs are the Commanders and the Seahawks. You would think that the Seahawks want a more established coach. And you would think 
that Ben Johnson wants to go to be head coach somewhere, and it's not going to be Seattle. So I would love to, to find a parlay where I could get some decent odds because I would go Johnson to Washington, and I would go Vrabel to Seattle. In a or Vrabel. Vrabel or, or, or Belichick, right? Like you said today, Belichick seemingly, the reports are, who knows, um, wants the total control thing. Yep. And I would say go fuck yourself. I just think you wanted Mac Jones. That's right. Here's the deal, man. Every successful team in the last 20 years that didn't have Tom Brady on it <laughs> had a successful front office with a proper general manager, scouting staff, advisors, etc. Right. You have got to relinquish control when you're the head coach of a a major franchise in any major sport in, in my opinion. You have to let the GM and their advisors and the scouts do their job and assemble your roster. Do you have input? Do you influence the direction of personnel? Without question. That's your. If you don't, you're, you shouldn't be a head coach. Right. But that does not mean you should have full control of personnel. I think that's an archaic way of doing business, especially in the NFL, when, when scouting and draft um, analysis and free agency is such a fine-tuned machine. You've got to be on the forefront of the analytics, and you got to have the people with their boots on the ground going out and seeing these guys. You can't do that as a head coach. We just saw it in Washington. It was a complete fucking disaster with Ron Rivera. Hey, we like this guy. He's an athletic dude, and he sucks, and he can barely make the roster. Right. Meanwhile, we, as we just talked about, all these teams across the league, most of which are still playing right now, these four teams have young talent that is playing, and they're producing immediately. You've got to hit. Um and I, I for one, I, I'm with you, Jerry. I don't really care who Washington gets, right. as long as they're on the they're in lockstep with Adam Peters, and they have a plan. By plan, I mean have an identity. Say this is what we claim we are going to be. We're going to be really big and strong up front. We're going to pay attention to the details in special teams. We're going to right. look for speed on the outside. I don't give a fuck what it is. Just have something because right now it is just this mishmash of characters on this roster. And this roster needs a complete overhaul. Well, I mean, look, if you get Johnson as your head coach, um, He's going to have to bring in – you're going to have to bring in like a, a Wade Phillips type thing. No right? doubt about it, which like, is why the Dan Quinn thing actually kind of works now, if he's willing to be a D.C. I don't know if he uh, – it doesn't make sense to me that he would become a D.C. in Washington when he's a D.C. in Dallas. It's either head coach or go back, right? That's what I would think. And but, I would think that And I would think that maybe he'd be a good candidate in Seattle because he's got some connections there. But um, who knows, mm -hmm. right? I mean – um, but I, I, you know, it, it looks like if you're the Ravens, you're feeling pretty good that Mike McDonald's coming back. Yeah. Um, but I do think that, um, like I said, they're interviewing some of these coaches to see if they'd be interested in a defensive coordinator position as opposed to a head coach, but they're calling a head coach. Right. If you're the guy for, you know, Anthony Weaver comes to mind. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, we'll see. We'll see where you know where it goes. Um, and this weekend will tell us a lot because I, if if San Fran holds serve at home, and if they're done, I think you could see Ben Johnson being announced as the Washington head coach by Tuesday. You could. I could see it on Monday or Sunday. Could be. Could be. Either way, I could see it on Sunday. Right? They're they're going. They're flying to meet him wherever he is on Sunday. Right. Right. That's the first time under league rules 
that you can have it in person with him. Actually, yeah, I, I believe that they said they are, they have a meeting already in place in Detroit. Meaning yeah. he's going to come home from San Fran, whether they win or lose, and right. he'll have his first in person. Well, when it, when is that meeting? Sunday um, night. Sunday. <laughs> it's night. either Sunday night or Monday morning. Right. Because uh, with the time change and everything else, so. Um, yeah, let me. Uh, I, I did see that report, but then I for, I forgot they were traveling. Um, to San Francisco. That's correct. But they do come right home after the game. Um. Yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, so I could see Ben Johnson being announced again. My my gut tells me Monday, Tuesday next week. Um. Now, what if Detroit wins this game, and they move on? Can Washington still? Yes. Yeah, you could. Right? So, so you could still. They're having an in-person meeting with him, um, win, lose, or draw for the Lions. So they can name him the next head coach, and then he goes and coaches in the Super Bowl for the Lions. Got it. All right. Yeah, that happened. That, you know, that's happened before. I mean, he's yeah. going to have to double duty, right? He's going to have to, as he's getting ready for the Super Bowl, he's going to have to line up a staff. Mm-hmm. Um, but my guess is he would say, "Listen, um, if the players have off Monday, I'll take a half a day." And, you know, my guess is during the meetings, he's probably already come up with a staff, a proposed staff. Right. Um, and they either said yes, no. I mean, they won't hire him if he says, look, I want so-and-so. They're like, we're not hiring him. He's like, well, I, I want him. Then mm-hmm. you don't hire him. Right. right. So there's got to be um, some accord already in place. Sure. Um, just like, uh, you know, the <laughs> – they had things lined up with the with the GM before he was hired. Sure, before the end of the year. Yeah, I get it. I mean, they brought the guy in from San Francisco to get the guy from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. Um, right. So anyway, my my guess is a lot of it's lined up, um, and it looks like it's going to be Ben Johnson. Yep. I'm a little disappointed. I I kind of like the McDonald McDonald guy, but but I got But like I said, we have no idea what these people are like. And that, McDonald, that was my can, whole point. Yeah, and, McDonald and, can and, be sit sit there and be great with the X's and O's and doesn't talk to the players. Right. Who knows? We right. don't know. And and you know, the the fact that they're they have a real executive who's been in the NFL and cut his teeth and had success gives me optimism. Hey, I'm optimistic, but I do recognize that I said the same thing when they brought in Scott McLuhan. Sure. Hey, we got a fucking file. We finally got a guy. Absolutely. Right? And he turned out to be a complete drunk. Yep. Uh, he did some good things, but did some worse things, right? So sure. there's this thing's not infallible. No. But I nope. just trust with I trust this guy that he's going to make a, a pretty good choice. Well, again, I, I always trust when you put people in place that seem competent and they give a shit. And they look the part. Got to believe. And, and you can tell they're working. Yeah. You can tell they're working hard. Yeah. You know? And um, same with the number two pick. I have no idea. I've been around football my life. I have no idea if Caleb Williams is better than Drake May, if he's better than Jaden Daniels. Not a clue. I have no idea. I do, personally don't think that either, either any three of those guys are going to bring more success than uh, than Sam Howe did this year by just by stepping in. I think they're probably equal. Right. I understand the business point. Sure. That um, – you get an extra two at to number three two. Years, you get an extra two, and you're never, you're hopefully not going to be in that position again. So you might as well take a fucking swing at it. Yep. Right. Yep. But I don't think it's going to come in and be a game changer. It's just good business. Mm-hmm. I um, couldn't agree with you. more. But if he decides to trade down, right? Like if you're picking at six, then you can justify taking a lineman, mm-hmm. right? Or five or six, right? Because all the right. you know elite quarterbacks are gone by then. Um, but I don't. I I think you're you're kind of hamstrung that you have to take the quarterback at two. Um, but yep. it, it, the, the I tell you that to tell you this is whatever Adam Peters thinks 
I just trust that he knows what he's doing. Yep, I, I trust them. Um, and it, again, it's reason to be optimistic, but we are far from turning a corner in terms no, of yeah. creating an on-the-field product that you can really be proud well, of. Well, i got to be honest with you, though. They do have a lot of flexibility. They, they should do. be they, they significantly got. better next year than they well, were this they, year. They need to be very aggressive in free agency yeah. because they have the capital all to money. be aggressive. Yeah. Um, so those needs that you go, man, we have all these needs. In the past, you went, yeah, shit. We're really only going to get two to three legit free agents, and then you get a hope a couple draft picks hit. This year, you can get a boatload of free agents, plus you've got a boatload of draft picks. You should be able to overhaul this roster pretty you gotta get, good. you got to get one or two tackles. you got to get two defensive ends, two linebackers, and two DBs. Yep. you got to. Yep. And you have the money to do it, and you have you all this got draft the money capital. money to do it. And, and you have draft capital. And hopefully now we've got people in place that are smart enough to, uh, you know, to make those moves and, and have them be frugal, reasonable, and also uh, have an impact. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ready now to root for my team with impactful players instead of wishing that somebody just doesn't yeah. suck. I mean, look, it's going to be a build, but, you know, you should get seven, eight wins next year. I would hope so. Yeah, I would really hope should. so. All right, speaking of building and struggling, <laughs> we got to talk caps, man. Well, they're just, they're just not very good. They're just not very good. On the last pod, I told you I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. Yeah. So there's just too many teams around them that I think are better suited down the stretch, and I believe that that's still true. Right. Probably more true now than it was two weeks ago. Um, but it was very interesting. Before the Caps embarked on this most recent road trip that they're on, that they are 0-3 on, by the way, and soon to be 0-4 as they go to Dallas on Saturday. They ain't winning that fucking right. game. Um, Carberry said, and this was like 10 days ago, and he said, we'll really see – how the rest of the season shapes up when we get back from that road trip before the all-star break. And he goes, I penciled that one in eight weeks ago. And he goes, and it makes me nervous. And I'm like, fuck, if this dude's nervous eight weeks ago about this road trip, that does not bode well. Yeah. And I think, I think that was the writing on the wall for him almost hedging his bets a little bit like, Hey, thanks for sticking with us. We've been competitive. Th this is about as good as we're going to be this year. Right. You know, we've hit our high point. Right. Um, you can only win so many games, two to one and three to two, with Charlie Lindgren standing on his head or Kemper with the occasional shutout, um, shootout goals from Koozie, that kind of thing. That, that's the, that, that's a recipe for tenth, eleventh, twelfth in the Eastern Conference, and that's about where they're trending right now. Right. Um, I'm not discouraged by that. I'll be honest with you, but I'm also doesn't also encourage me to watch every game with like you know my uh, my rah rah hat on. They're a tough watch right now, um, and going on the road is never easy in the NHL. Teams generally struggle, especially on those midseason long road trips. Uh, but this is this one's been pretty ugly. Shut out three nothing at St. Louis. Uh, they lost five to three in Minnesota, but it really wasn't that close. They no. were down five one, um, and then they lost six to two to Colorado on the, the back to back at Colorado, <laughs> with Colorado having three days off and being rested. That was a recipe for disaster, and that's exactly what it was. That game right. was ugly. Um, and again, they're not going to they're not going to beat Dallas Saturday, um, and they will limp into the All Star break tenth, eleventh, twelfth, somewhere in there. So you know, we we we've seen like we have these discussions every year. Um, it, you know, the goal scoring. I mean, Strom is eighteen. That's probably above what he would be projected. Yeah, right? probably. I mean, probably right. Um, Mantha has fourteen. Yeah. He's above what was projected. 
Uh, Wilson has 12. I think he's playing as about projected, right? He'll end up within 20s. Yep. Right? That's, where, yep. that's where he's going to be. But then you get, you know, OV with eight, which is Just historically got awful. Crazy. Carlson has three, right? Um, McMichael has seven. Maybe expect that a little bit. That's more of like a fourth line mm-hmm. type thing. Dowd has seven. I guess you expect that's kind of where he's going to be, right? Fourth liner. Um, Malastine has four. Uh, Abe Kubel has five. Um, Sonny Milano has, well, he had played in a while, but he only had four. He only has four. LaPierre, your boy, has two. You expect he, hadn't pl- he, he hadn't played very much. I know. He, he's played um, 25 games. Um, you just, ex- I think you just expect more. You know, I guess uh, McMichael has seven and 44 games. You just expect more productivity. Pr- pr- yeah, across the board. I mean, Jerry, we're, we're trending towards a, a historically low goal total from the team. I mean, Protus has, everybody talks about Grady is, but he only has three goals in 45 games. He's a center. Well, he's got 20-some assists, right? He's got 15 assists. That's it? Yes. Oh, yeah, more than that. All right. Yeah. Um, Oshie's got eight goals. We only played 29 games. Eight and 29 is not a bad trend, but to, you, you said it before the season started. This team is old, right? Yeah. And Oshie is going to get hurt and play 55 games this year, maybe? Kuzi has six goals in 42 games. It's, that's a killer. That's pathetic. That's a killer. It's pathetic. The Russians are letting us down right now. <laughs> well, I hate to say it, but Father Time is undefeated. Yeah, and, I mean, t- you're right. He, he and, never loses. And uh, Ovi has almost never gone through stages in his career where he's been, you know, a game-time decision. Other than when he has, like, a legitimate injury going on. He's been a game-time decision on a handful of games now just because they got to manage his minutes and they're not sure his body's holding up right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, his shooting percentage is historically low. I mean, what is it, five and a half percent? Right. And he's traditionally a fifteen percent shooting percentage guy. I mean, I mean we're, we're we're talking really historically low goal scoring numbers from a team that has an NHL level talented roster. Ovi's got minus fifteen, and Kuzi's got a minus thirteen. Wilson's got a minus 10. That's your top line right there. It's so, pathetic. So basically, when they play against the other team's best players, they're getting smoked. Even strength, they're getting smoked. They're getting smoked. Yep. Um, well, you had the stat, I think, earlier in the week. A year ago, this week, the Caps had 41 goals from their defensemen. This year, they have eight. Nobody's going to take these guys. No. Nobody's going to take Carlson. No. Nobody's going to take Kuzi. Uh, you know, nobody's going to take – well, I mean, you can't take – uh, Backstrom, but you know nobody's going to really take Oshi. Look, man. unless you just dump it and eat half the salary. Look, man, they are they they are in the midst of an overhaul. You can call it a rebuild. You can call it whatever. I, I don't really care. This this roster needs to look significantly different before they get better, and that's going to mean McClellan making some really difficult calls. Well, McClellan doesn't seem to draft. Very well. Okay, I'm going to defend his drafting. I know you do. You always do. But I'm going to say in this vein, at least he's drafted NHL caliber players that are playing in the NHL. Yeah. They may not be as high on the radar for us, but we're talking the fact that the Caps may make the playoffs every year means their draft position is not ideal. I know. 
That's and, true. You're right. You're right. Um, and you, you're right. It is like the Chiefs drafting. Yeah. Right. So you're gonna you're gonna hit some. You're gonna miss some. You're not right. getting. You know. You know you're not getting. Uh, McMichael is an NHL player. He's an everyday NHL player. How good he's going to be in the NHL, I don't know. Right. But at least he's an NHL player. I think Lapierre, because he's a year behind, he's a little smaller. I think he's an NHL player. Right. From the looks of they're it, they're not going to be. They're not going to be thirty goal scorers. Correct. They're going to be eighteen but, to twenty. But again, if, if if unless you're a top five talent, you're, you're right. probably not going to be one of those guys, that, that's man. Fair enough. You know. Fair enough. Um. I I'm the guy I'm most high on in the in the ranks is Mira Shashenko. Um I've seen him play. He's he's gotten his 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 cup of tea now in the NHL, and he looks the part. I think he's going to be a really good NHL. But the guy's 19 years old. Yeah, you, you know, I mean, he's he's still a few years away. I suspect we're we're just hamstrung um, with the contracts that we have for our aging guys. Now, Ovi's different. Ovi Ovi will stay as long as he wants to stay. Sure. And and I will never complain like I do with Backstrom. <laughs> right. I don't give a fuck if Ovi pulls a Gordy Howe. Everybody talks about like you know, oh man, how how long does Ovi need to pl- to play to uh, get the record now? Because he's, I'm like Gordy Howe played till he was 48 years old. Yeah, fucking Yarmir Yager played Yager. till he was 46 or 47. Right. Like if Ovi's gonna play 50, 60 games a year until he's 43, he's gonna get the record. Yeah, he's gonna get the record. He's gonna you play know? as long as he needs to get the and record. I'm with you. That needs to be in a red sweater with my Washington Capitals. Yeah, yeah nowhere I mean, I, else. The Junks had a had a good talk today, though. They, to a man, they would rather make the playoffs than Ovi break the record. They and I just, think that the majority of the, the the front office staff would agree with that. Yeah. I think that Carberry would agree with that. But here's the deal: you got to be realistic too, right? And if they're, let's say it's two three weeks down the line, we're the middle of February, and they've slipped even a couple more spots. Not only would you have to go on a heater to even make eighth? You would have to leapfrog four or five, six teams to yeah. do that. Oh, I, th- I don't think they're going to make the These statistical chances of that are going to happen are so low. Yeah. At that point, I go, fuck it. I love the system you got in place, Carberry, but if we're going to lose five to three against Minnesota, let's lose, lose five to three and force feed Ovi a couple goals. But, but, <laughs> but I, don't know, I don't know if he's not doing that. Hmm. I mean, Ovi's not – it's not like he's not getting shots. He's just not converting shots. Well, what's ironic is when they've had the golden chances and they overload to his side, Ovi's passing is still world class. Oh, and he's he's on he, he's yes. on an assist pace that he, he is, hasn't seen. He is know? not a liability. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I, I agree with you though, man. I mean, maybe you can and I'm not smart enough about hockey to know how to do this, but maybe you can modify your system to try to get him some more chances to get some more goals. I had, I had a crazy out of the, the box thought when I was talking to George when he was home because we were talking about on the power play moving Ovi to that bumper position up front. Well, that's that's what I, yeah. You know, and they've done that a little bit. And I told George, I said, what if you fucking mix it up completely and Ovi plays on the second power play unit and the first unit only gets like 30 or 45 seconds, then you flip it. And so he gets the minute 15 when the other PKers are at their most tired. I'm like, what if you move him around, but almost reverse it instead right. of trying to jump on the power play for the first minute and then milk another 30 seconds? He's getting old. He's tired. Say, hey, guys, first unit, you get 45 seconds. The first at the 45 second mark, that left winger, whoever's close to the bench, you're off and Ovi's on. Do you think he gets to 20 this year? Yeah, I do. I do, too. I do. Um, he's he's going to have plenty of garbage time goals later in the year right uh when the pressure's off a little bit team wise because yeah. again i think they're trending now to be out of the playoffs sooner than i thought they were going to be they are 
Um, yeah. And that's just reality. They're not even really competitive right now in these games. Well, I just read I mean, off they're... the scores from the road trip, and it's fucking horrendous. Yeah. You know? I mean, outscored what? Off the top of my head, 6 5, 11, 3, 14 to 5. Yeah. Yeah, 14 to 5 in three games. Hey, come on. That's like peewee shit. Um, that's just had, not I mean, good they enough. haven't had a lead in no. so long. You know? No. So, um, yeah, not looking good. Uh, I We'd normally at this point do the five games coming up. I'm um, not even fucking worried yeah, about it. Yeah. I'm, Again, at this point, I'm watching my team because I love my team. I want them to do well. I'm excited that they're going to have, you know, I, I'm excited that this young coaching staff seems to really like this team. They, they seem to like coaching. I like the energy. I like the way they play when they're putting it together, but they're just, they're, they're a roster overhaul away from being the team that we're really proud of. Yeah. I mean, they are uh, 13 and seven at home, nine and 11 and two at, uh, on the road. Uh, they are four and six in their last 10 and they have lost three straight mm-hmm. and it's about to be four straight. It, it, it's just a very average team. Now they're not Blackhawks bad. They're not San Jose bad. But as a result, they're still going to pick probably in that ten to twelve range. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the the more you the more you're mediocre. Yep. You know. All right. Well, fuck it. I, I'm I'm I don't want to be sad today. Um, <laughs> it makes me sad when my caps aren't really good. Um, and it just shows how spoiled we've been the last well, fifteen years. I can't imagine the next top is going to make you that much more happy. What's that? Terps. The Terps. Well, hey man, they are who they are. They're a weird fucking team. They suck for their talent. I mean, look, they're super weird. I don't, I don't get this team. Um, I don't, I don't get the the lack of balance on the team. It's so swayed. If if Jameer Young is on, they have a chance to be in a game. That's mm-hmm. just too much to ask at a big school like ours. You see that type of player, Jerry, at a school like Rutgers. You see that type of player at a uh, a place like. Virginia Tech, if they have a stud guard, and you're yeah. like, hey, they're they're going to finish in the top half of the ACC, but then you look at the roster, you're like, eh, they're not very good. This Maryland roster looks good. It should be good. Um, but they continue to puzzle me. Yeah, so I mean, so they, 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 they beat Illinois on the road, mm-hmm. which no one saw coming. Number right. 10, Illinois on the road. And at that point, you're 11 and 6. Then they lose on the road to Northwestern right. in a nail-biter. But again, that game was super winnable. Jameer Young has 36. And I, I will say this, Jerry, your comment on the pod last time was they just don't seem like they care. They're not really working hard. I will argue that the last four games, they they look like they're working their asses off. Okay. I I, I will say that. Um, then they went uh, – so after Northwestern, tough loss on the road. They lost to Michigan, to Michigan State at home. Brutal loss. Brutal loss by two. Had a chance to win that game. So I – yet again, Todd – you know, I'm writing them off. I'm like, fuck these guys. And then last night, I'm like, I'm a glutton for punishment. I'll turn the game on. We're down by 10 at one point early in the second half. Yeah. Then they chip away and chip away and chip away. And they end up fucking winning and beating Iowa on the road. At Iowa, yeah. Which, it's a tough place to play. People don't usually win there. The last four games, Jameer Young, 28 points, 36 <laughs> points, 19 points, 22 points. He is he's pretty much the clutch player in, in NCAA basketball right now as far as guard play goes. Yeah. He's um, good. He's he's really good. Next four games. Home to Nebraska, at Michigan State, home to Rutgers, at Ohio State. They're gonna go two and two. They're gonna go two and two. Yeah. Unfortunately, 
talk about middle of the pack teams. This is what this Maryland basketball team is. The only way I was looking at uh, <clears throat> Jeff Ehrman had a nice little breakdown of everything because everybody's like, oh, who cares? They're not making the tournament. And he said, there's lots of paths to make the tournament because sure. there's so many mediocre teams. He goes, but the bottom line is this team tends to be a seesaw 50-50 team in conference play. He goes, mm-hmm. they don't have the ability to go 50-50 in conference play from here on out and make the tournament safe from winning the Big Ten tournament. Right. So he's like, they need to go on a heater. And it looked like they may have had the formula there when they beat Illinois and then they were ahead against Northwestern down the stretch. Yeah. And then they were ahead against Michigan State down the stretch. So the fact that they pissed those two games away, they don't have those games to piss away. You know, the team they're playing Saturday is Nebraska. And traditionally in basketball, you would laugh at Nebraska. Nebraska's 15 and five, mm-hmm. and they beat Purdue. Yeah. Pretty handily, actually. So Maryland right now. They're four and five in the Big Ten. Four and five in the Big Ten. Here's who is ahead of them Wisconsin, Purdue, Illinois. Northwestern, Nebraska, Indiana, Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Below them, Ohio State, Iowa, Minnesota, Penn State, Rutgers, Michigan. So, out of that, um, you know, they're playing the next four games. Nebraska's ahead of them. Michigan State's ahead of them, but basically they're the same team. Yeah. Um, Ohio State's below them. And Rutgers is below them. I am going to say that Maryland will go three and one. I would love that. I, I think they, 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 will go they need and one. they need a stretch where they go three and one or four and two. If we have any aspirations of this team making the tournament, and, and I'm saying that because I think even though Nebraska's five and four in the Big Ten and fifteen and five, which is superior to Maryland, I think you got to beat them at home. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I mean that that game has to be. And that, that that becomes such a huge game for them, and that's why the Iowa game last night gives you hope. If you're if you're a hardcore Maryland fan, and I am, I am hopeful that they show up Saturday. Yeah. What am I expecting? I have no idea. This this team has become almost undiagnosable in terms of being able to to anticipate how they're going to play. It doesn't make any sense to me. Right. It, it even happens within games. They'll they'll have stretches where I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? Um, that Michigan State game this past weekend, in the first half, it was 15-14, I think, Michigan State, you know, battling it out, you know, going to it. A timeout later, Maryland was down 31-15. to How does that happen at home? But then in the second half, Maryland went on like an 18-2 to run to take the lead. Hmm. I, I just, I don't get, I don't get it. It just doesn't compute for me. If they had literally six guys that could play, and you were just riding those six, I'd go, okay, I get it. You know, guys miss shots, whatever else. They, they got eight, nine, ten capable college players. Like, if if Dante Scott can't find the, you know, the broad side of the barn, put Jamie Kaiser in. Put Like, they've got options, and they're just playing this really weird style where I don't understand it. Um, now, I will say this. Kevin Willard's claim to fame is his defensive teams. Right. right now, I did not know this. Um, they said it on the Big Ten Network last night at halftime. They said the reason Maryland has a shot in this game, because they were losing, I think, by eight or nine at halftime, they said the reason Maryland has a chance in this game is that they are the best Big Ten team defensively in terms of shooting percentage. Hmm. They said Maryland is is 
they're the top of the Big Ten defensively. And I was like, huh, well, what? Well, that's, uh, that's inconsistent with my statement that they're not playing hard. Exactly. And it was inconsistent with my eye test as right. I go to the games. As I'm, as I'm watching this, I'm like, this, that, that doesn't compute for me. Yeah. I just think they're so putrid offensively <laughs> that they're in these games that are close that shouldn't be. Are you going to the Nebraska game? Unfortunately not. I have uh, I have a family commitment Saturday, not not in, the, in a good way. Oh. So I, I will I will be bowing out of that game, um, but normally that would be a game I would go to. Yeah, but uh, this I, one this one I can't can't swing. A, yeah, this I mean they're all big. Mm-hmm. This this one seems because it's at home when it gets a team in front of you. And I will say, looking at their schedule, they don't they actually do not have a weekday game next week, which is kind of odd for conference play. They're almost like a, a little bit of a game ahead of a bunch of the others. Mm. They played nine, and a bunch of others have only played eight. That's not good. So, but but they're off. Right. So if they can get this win and get to 500, they actually get a week's worth of rest. And when you're riding a guy like Jameer Young and Julian Reese, who are playing 36, 37 minutes a night, they need the rest right now. Yeah. Then the following weekend, you go to Michigan State, and then you get Rutgers at home. So. So what do you got in the next four? Um, I I still think they go, go two, two and two. two. They they they're driving me crazy. That's just um, not going to be good enough to get. In it's not now. The law of averages says that they're going to shoot better, and they have started to shoot better, which is why their play is better, and they've lost. What is it? Five games by three points or less. The so, downside, though, is can Jameer Young keep this up? My yeah. gut, so, so, I, I'm guessing he he's going to score twenty plus from here on out. Right, they're going to feed him. He's going to go. The question yeah. is, does it take him eighteen shots or does it take him thirteen shots? Right. Right. And that's you know that's the difference between beating Iowa last night in a barn burner or losing to Northwestern on the road. You know, because um, that Northwestern game, yes, he scored thirty six. He was basically the only guy shooting for a while, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost like the Kobe effect. Oh, he put up forty. He took thirty three shots. Like, yeah, right. I get it. You know, um, Kobe was pretty good though. Uh, he was pretty fucking good. Um, and sometimes you got to feed that guy. Yeah. And I don't mind that in college ball. How many times has Calipari had a, a point guard and a bowl of shit elsewhere? And he's like, you know what? We got the best point guard in the country. He's gonna fucking do it. You know, when John Wall was there, they made the Final Four. That team was actually not that good. I don't know. I don't think they were. I don't think it was John Wall and a bowl of shit. I think they had. It, some it good may players. not have been a bowl of shit. My point being, he didn't he's mind if John Wall. Yeah. If they're like, oh wow, he's got the ball every possession in the second half. He's like, yeah, he's the best player on the floor. The so, Wizards fired their coach today. Yeah, it's big fat. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I mean that guy's probably like, you're firing me with this roster. You give me this roster, and you're firing me. Whatever. Yeah. The whole league's a joke. Yeah, maybe they'll take Kevin Willard. <laughs> the fucking Milwaukee Bucks are leading the uh, uh, Eastern fired, Conference, and they, they fired, fired their, their coach. coach. <laughs> they yeah, signed Doc was, Rivers. They signed. Do- oh, yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> well, apparently, uh, Giannis is that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. on the, was on the bench diagramming plays like the the game before the guy got fired. Yeah, so I guess not a good sign if he's diagramming. Who plays. was it back in the day? It was the Devils. One of their cup runs. Um, Lou Lamorello was the GM. Mm-hmm. And he fired Robinson, who was the head coach, and right. they were the top team in the Eastern Conference. And he fired him like March first. Everybody's like, "Who are you? Who's going to be behind the bench?" He goes, "I am." And he took over, and they won the state. <laughs> they won the I was like, "What the hell, man?" You know. Um, now I'm not saying that's going to happen with Doc Rivers in Milwaukee, but well, you know, they're the best team. They, in the they are. They are. <laughs> so, so I am hopeful. I'm glad. I'm glad we're talking about Maryland being, you know, thirteen and eight and four and five, as opposed to what it really could have been. Because I thought the season could have gone south a while well, ago. I, I you that you are more. I, I'm still disappointed because I thought they would be. Uh, you know, I'd be thought they'd be eighteen and four. Macro, I'm very disappointed. Right. Micro, being in the moment, 
I'm I'm well I'm way more positive now than I was a month ago. Right. I mean, if you know? Willard can can sort of get them in, righted and get them into the tournament, that's a pretty. Then you feel pretty good about him. Yeah, this is going to be a hell of a magic trick. He's he's yeah. going to have to pull some strings to get them into the tournament. When's right Nebraska now. tomorrow? Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday at noon, I think. Right. Yep. So, well, hey man, go Terps. Go Caps. Uh, actually, go Ovi. Go Ovi, yeah. <laughs> go Ovi. Stay healthy. Score some goals, you big Russian machine. And, uh, you know, Washington, I hope that uh, Ben Johnson lands in your lap if that's the guy you want. And it, all signs are pointing to I that. I can't lie. I'll be a little bit disappointed if it's Dan Quinn. And I think most fans will. You'll see, uh, you'll see a negative reaction. If Dan Quinn is named head coach, I'm going to scratch my head. I'll be surprised. I, I'm going to be very surprised. But, I mean, like I said, people who are in the connected are – basically guaranteeing it's Ben Johnson. Uh, That's what everybody's saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a foregone conclusion. So cool, man. Anything else for the week, brother? Nope. That's it, bro. All right. Let's do it. Wings, beers, and tears. Thanks for listening. Peace. Later.